3: Everybody, and thank you for joining us for the PHNX Suns post-game show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith. I'm alive. I'm finally back, and I'm joined by Gerald Bourgier, Saul Bookman, and Espo. And unfortunately, we are not celebrating a very happy Merry Christmas tonight. Christmas is ruined. We all got cold. <laughs> Who pissed off Santa, you guys?
1: Uh, apparently Landry Shamit did because, uh, whatever that was with Aaron Gordon was complete and utter horse All right. Just crap. That was a charge. There's nothing that you could tell me. Otherwise he braced at the end, which every guy does when he's about to take a charge like that. And that, that was asinine. That, that was the worst call I've seen in a very long time. And I don't rail on the refs. In this on this show, much I usually say, you know, bad calls on both ends. This was complete horse shit tonight.
0: Saul, you want to offer your thoughts on on that?
1: Uh, no, not
2: really. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, listen, I, I could see both points of view. I know a lot of Suns people are probably going to hate me for that. I thought it was a bang bang play. I didn't really understand why they went to the to the review. If they called it a charge, I I, I will say this. They called the a, a charge on the floor. I didn't feel like there was enough to overturn that call, uh, like something blatantly obvious. Uh, so they should have stuck with the call on the floor. But I understand. I guess uh, Gerald, I think what you you had said or you had read that uh, uh, there's a rule in place for the for the restricted area to which they can go to the to the review for that, right?
0: Yeah. So that was where my issue comes in. Is like I, I think it was by the letter of the law, like the right call. Um, there is a trigger that if it's in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime offic- and officials have doubt as to whether the defender was in the restricted area, they can go and review it. And when they review it, they can also confirm if the defender was, you know, if it was a charge or a block, basically. I, but my thing is, like, I, I, he was, like, three feet outside of the There was no doubt area. he
2: was, in the res- yes.
1: was outside of the restricted area.
2: They, they were using that as a, an excuse to be able to go look and review that. That's That's that- – Probably the bigger issue, not whether or not it was a charger or a block, but the fact that he was so far away from the lane yeah. that if you were able to make that call as a block or a charge, you damn well should have been <laughs> able to see that he was that far away from the restricted area. So I think they were trying to use that as the, to their
1: advantage,
2: yeah, even I mean, though they knew that that was the case.
1: Horseshit. And that's like me living in Apache Junction and telling people my address is in Scottsdale. It ain't even fucking close.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's rough. Like by the letter of the law, they were allowed to look at it. I think that they kind of went with the spirit of the law on that one because it they were basically like, that was a cool Christmas Day dunk. We probably shouldn't call that a charge. They <laughs> reviewed it and they overturned it, which sucks for the Suns. But like that was I, I I'm I'm against the charge in general, just like as a gen like ban the charge. I'm on, on that team. But yeah, that's a that's a tough. And the
1: charge, silence. yeah, ban it's been part of the game that's forever. It's
0: yeah. fucking lame. Just play defense. We don't need charge. That is
1: part of defense. No,
0: it's not. That's how people get hurt by doing the charge. No,
1: yeah, they get hurt because somebody like Aaron Gordon tries to put all his weight on Shamit I, I, when he comes down too. Here, here, I'll say this: <laughs> I I I actually agree with Gerald because
2: if you ever go to the park and play. Nobody ever takes a charge at the park. You got to
3: play defense. You got to man up. Like that's just how. It that is, is manning up. Be <laughs> <out>. <laughs> that's because I'm normal people. You run me over. It's an offensive foul. That's right, that's. Right. Normal people who play basketball at the park can't afford to get hurt like a basketball <laughs> player does, quite literally and figuratively. That's why you don't well, you don't I mean, do that at the park.
2: Getting <laughs> hurt is one thing, but getting your soul taken,
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> brother. God oh,
3: God. Hey, hey, he
1: deserved hey, to have okay. a like, business it decision like, and walked out like a horse, exactly and right. he stood foul, there and took it.
2: Foul or not? If, if, if Aaron Gordon was the Phoenix Sun right now, doing what he just did, we'd lose our shit. Shit! Just like the people in Denver are doing right now. Like, so it's, listen, I've been clamoring for just a good basketball game, and I'm glad we finally got one from the Phoenix Suns. I know it was a loss, and that does suck, but this was a fun game to watch. Like, whether you're a a Suns fan, a Nuggets fan, or an NBA fan, that's what what my Christmas present I choose to take away from this is.
3: Okay, (laughs) real quick, we do have to address this. Espo, stop yelling because you're hurting everyone's ears. Saul, speak up because they can't hear you. I'm shouting. You're not shouting. We can't hear you and no one in here can. But Espo, you're too loud. you got to whisper.
1: (laughs) Hey, turn it down if I'm too loud for you people. This is what being fired up after a game like that is all about. To the people saying, oh, they were up 10. One call doesn't make the difference. Okay, they were up 10 but they were playing a team that was significantly more talented due to all the injuries. I don't mind that, 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 lead got cut one, one play does make the difference that swung all the momentum at the end, made it a two possession game that does change things in, in overtime there. So I I get it. You were up, but one play, does make a difference in the bigger picture of it. Yeah,
2: but this this was a game full. Does my Mac sound better now or no? Is it better? Okay. Um, it, I, but this was a game full of of one one thing here or one thing there that could have made a difference, especially before you got to overtime. Chris Paul makes some free throws. We're not even in this ball game if he just shoots his career average. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's many little things here and there that could have gone either way. That's that's why this was such a great game.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion, like, this is another tr- tough learning process for especially the two young cornerstones, but everyone really without Devin Booker in the clutch. We've seen them kind of cough up leads in a couple of games recently. The Wizards game, they were up 10 with five minutes to go. This game, they were up eight or 10 uh, around that same time. And, like, you you want to see more from Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Ayton in, in these situations. Like, I'm sorry, the scouting report is out on DeAndre Ayton when he does his spin move in the middle of the lane. There's always a guy on the other shoulder, and he's always going to get picked off that way. And Mikhail Bridges' turnaround jumper against Jamal Murray that was an air ball and might have gotten blocked, Like those are just plays that you don't want to see out of the two other cornerstones of your franchise in a closed game when you're missing your best player. Like They both have to be better in these situations. And I know Ayton had that nice up-and-under finish there he had a couple of good plays, and he was good for the most part tonight. But, like, down the stretch, you can't rely on either one of these guys right now, and that's a problem.
2: I, I would say this. Like, I I, I agree with the scouting report, right? Because what was happening was is he was getting doubled in the paint, mm-hmm. and then as soon as he would make his move, they'd attack him from the top side as well. So he was basically getting triple teamed, and each one of those times, because he brought the ball so, so low, turnovers. Um, And I actually think that this is one of those few times where they actually did try to work offense around Aiton down the stretch. And that's where the learning curve is going to start to come right now. He's getting those opportunities a little bit more as being more of the focal point when things are kind of shaky like they were. And, and, And I think you started to notice tonight that Chris Paul did, in fact, lose a little bit of a step because he wasn't as assertive to getting to his scoring spots like he has been in the past. Which is okay because now you kind of realize for sure, like, okay, this is what we see. We're working the ball through Aiden. It's not working, but I do think that this is going to be a learning point and they will coach the shit out of him uh, in film study tomorrow. Like, Aiden, look, every single time you dropped it below your chest, turnover. You got to stop.
1: Well, look, you bring up Chris Paul. Chris Paul, to me, three out of four games, uh, you know, every three out of four games is a glorified Kendall Marshall at this point, a guy that is great at distributing and is a liability uh, when shooting at this point. It's troubling tonight, missing those free throws five of 10 from the free throw line, uh, shooting poorly from the field uh, and not being that guy that you can count on down the stretch. I mean, he shot 35% from the field and didn't hit a three pointer and shot 55, 50% from the free throw line. That, that's the difference there. If he hits those free throws, I mean, if he's just Chris Paul at the free throw line that we've come to expect, not even the field, that's a, that's a different ball game. There's a problem there.
0: I, I, and I also, I mean, we've seen some tough shooting performances from him tonight. I do wonder how much that stinger from the other night might've been an issue. He doesn't miss free throws. Like we've seen him miss middies. We've seen him miss threes. The free throw thing is not something we've ever seen him do. I'm not making excuses for the guy. He needs to shoot better if he's going to be out there or ho- sit out. But I, I do wonder about that after he took that stinger the other night, if that is something that maybe came into play because every shot that he was taking was short. It's all short. And it's been short all season long. So like this is that, becoming it, a concern before and after the stinger. Yeah. Right? But when not on the free throws. Yeah, no, no, if, no, yeah. If you
3: see, if you see him regressing, in one area offensively, why wouldn't it bleed over to other areas?
0: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, right. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to pin this on Mikhail and DA alone. There were so many things that went wrong down the stretch. So many turnovers, bad offensive possessions. There, they couldn't, they took Chris Paul out for 90 seconds and the offense just completely went to shit and they had to bring him back in right away. Cause they had like two or three turnovers back to back to back. So this was a team loss all in all. But you're hoping that they're taking these L's in close game situations and actually learning from them and going to be able to expand on them. And the Mikhail thing is concerning for me because he hasn't really shown a lot in those scenarios this season.
3: You know, I do find it really interesting. I know that we've seen a lot more people in the chat and on social media this season specifically bringing up McHale and mm-hmm. just him not producing in the way that we all expected him to this season. This, I think, is the first night where I've seen more comments about Mikael Bridges' play than I have DA and Chris Paul combined. Mm
1: -hmm. Everyone
3: is very upset with Mikael Bridges tonight, and honestly, rightfully so. Like, I, I don't know, rightfully so in the sense of at least what our expectations were. And maybe our expectations were too high.
2: Well, I, I think I think Mikael Bridges is a solid defensive player, uh, one of the better ones in the league. Um, I think he's a, a mid a mid offensive player, um, and that's based on the consistency that he showed. Like again, like you just never know what you're going to get from Mikhail night in, night out. Um, versus DA now is a little bit, has been a little bit more consistent over the course of the last month and a half, uh, offensively, you know, so you, you're, you're pretty much, you know, you're going to get 20 from DA every night and maybe a double, double with McHale, you can get 30, 35, and then you can get six. Um, and tonight was, you know, kind of showed a little bit of that, you know, he just kind of disappeared in spots. You almost forgot he was on the floor. Um, and then at a crucial point in the game, he takes a turnaround jumper, gets it blocked. And luckily he blocked Jamal Murray down at the other end, but that's kind of the, in a microcosm, that's what it is. A block shot of his own on one end. And then he blocks Jamal Murray on the other. And that's just Mikhail right now.
0: Right. He's, and it's funny because we keep, like a month ago, we were talking about how DA needs to find <laughs> the consistency that Mikhail Bridges is showing. And now it's completely flip-flop. We will probably be flip-flopping again a month from now because that's the infuriating part about these two is neither one has proven definitively to us. Yes. I'm the number two guy. I can be the number two guy. Chris Paul, take it easy. I'm that guy. Now, neither one of them has done that yet. And until we have that guy, we're going to continue to wonder about this team's ceiling. And we're going to continue to lose games like this against teams that have a number one guy that have a number two guy and that have guys that know their roles and live up to them on a nightly basis. So
3: we have- I- yeah. go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I, DA has done this before where you get seven game stretches that you go, he's turned the corner and then he'll have eight points in a game. I mean, there were, there were three times. Let me look at this exactly. There were two times this month, eight points and five points in a game. Like it's just, it's not consistent overall. I'm not ready to say that Aiton has fully turned that corner either the last seven games. Sure. He's been consistent the last seven games. But until I see it for two months at a time, I'm not going to claim that he's turned that corner. McHale has never been consistent offensively. This team still needs a number two guy, and internal development does not seem like it's going to give it to you.
3: Okay. So that's the question that I have, right? Because we got a super chat from Trevor. We actually got two super traps from Trevor. Thank you for that, Trevor. Merry Christmas to us, y'all. Uh, first and foremost, he said, if CP is playing injured, he's a liability. Absolutely. Yes. But to your point Espo, he also said, I smell another losing streak coming. Book will definitely be out for a while. Mikkel disappears and DA turns the ball over in tight games. Do you think Will ever get to a point this season or even beyond where one of those two players is consistent enough.
2: I think we're close to Da. Okay. I think we're close to Da. I uh, mean, you, you can go back over the last month and a half, and Da's performed better than he's performed subpar. Right? Like he, like Esco pointed out, a couple of games he has a couple more in November. Um, I think about four or five out of like a 30-game stretch out and then minus the injuries. Obviously, he missed some games for injuries. So I think he's far more closer to being that consistent number two than Mikael is. I feel like he has some go-to moves that he he can kind of count on a little bit more reliably than Mikhail. Mikhail's still trying to figure out. The only thing Mikhail really has shown a propensity to be able to do is to be able to pull up at that mid-range spot in the middle of the key Uh, More consistently, almost like a fadeaway jumper, if you will. Um, But when that's not there, he doesn't really have anything else in his bag to go to. So that's where he struggles a little bit more than DA does. December
1: 2nd, eight points in 30 minutes. December 7th, eight points in 24 minutes. December 13th, uh, five points in 14 minutes. That's not consistency to me. i need I need two months where I'm not seeing a single digit scoring performance before I'm willing to say we're out of the woods with deandre Ayton. i'm I, I feel more optimistic that he might get there than I did a month and a half ago, but I'm not willing to christen him as the guy who's turned it around, figured it out, and is on his way to being the number two option here. I, I just I don't see it yet. I mean,
2: I don't. I don't think anybody appointed him that. I certainly didn't say that. I said I think he's closer to being that number two than McHale is. That's all I said.
0: Yeah, I. I just. I would love to be proven wrong by both guys, honestly. But I don't see it this season, at least for either guy. I think in the future, maybe. But as of right now, uh, the consistency is just not there. I think with Mikhail it, it's a confidence thing. It's a consistency thing with Da. It's a consistency thing and it's a skill set thing. Like he just inherently doesn't have reliable handles to be able to create enough of his offense to be a number two guy. He needs the pick and rolls. He needs things like that to set him up. Um, And that's inherently hard to do in the NBA with the pace and space uh, formula that teams use. So I, I just don't see it this season for either one.
3: Uh, big moves. Thank you for the super chat. Kind of feels similarly to you, Gerald, said so DA and Mikhail combined get $222 million on their contracts just to consistently show us they can't create their own shots. That's unacceptable. Is that the next thing? Is that like the, the game changer?
0: Yeah, I think so. Is that I- what
3: turns this all around, the two of them being able to create their own shots?
0: Well, I, I think least yeah, one of them at least, but I also think like the defensive side of the ball gets lost in this conversation about the number two guy because they definitely need that guy in late-game scenarios like we saw tonight, but like their defense just hasn't been good since the calendar flipped to December, and, and a lot of that is guys being out, but this team made its bread and butter on that side of the floor last year and to start this season, and there have been so many guys in and out, it's hard to create that connectivity and so, you know, you, you got Jokic going off for 41, 15, and 15. You've got those late game mistakes where Jamal Murray just gets wide open for three after three. Like, those are areas where last year's Suns team would not have allowed that to happen. Oh, uh,
2: not just a the difference.
1: three, he got the dunk too late, which was just oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: lazy. But that 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 dunk <clears throat> that's a perfect example of like it's not always just DA and mm-hmm. and Mikhail. Now that was a pick that was a pick off of uh, off of Aiden. But the fucking weak side blocks gotta step up and be in the way. Mm-hmm. Nobody on the weak side even flinched towards Jamal Murray going right down the middle of the lane. So I no. can't really put that on on Mikhail or DA because that because cause RJ's right when he pointed it out, like DA's gotta hold Jokic. He's mm-hmm. right there in the middle of the lane. If if he comes over, it's a dump to Jokic for two. So like that weak side defense was terrible, and it, and I feel like it's just everybody expects D A and Mikhail to bail the team out all the time. Other fucking
1: dudes got to step up too. Yeah, but Gerald's point is the team defense has been crap since the beginning of December. And to his point, yeah, that is it could it could be in part because you've got so many people coming in and out of the lineup due to injury, but uh, you know, that's, that's a team defense thing. And those two guys are the anchors. So the communication runs through them uh, as well. I'm not saying it's all them, but it's a team defensive problem right now. And that's a, a huge issue with this is they can't stop anybody. So when they have offensive outbursts, like they do tonight where their bench comes up big for them, they're, they're just not getting the stops that they did last year.
3: It's a really unfortunate thing that we have to be talking about all of this stuff tonight of all nights when we had such a great game. Um, but you know what helps with that?
0: What's Four Peaks
3: Beer. Four Peaks Beer will help wash away all the sadness, the despair, the Christmas cold that we all got. It's officially 12-13 on the 26th, which means Christmas is over. So we can start to put this one a little bit in the past. But Four Peaks here, it's fantastic, and you should join us at our inaugural PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We're going to have so much fun on Friday, January 13th. Uh, P.S. I know Christmas is over, but if you forgot to give somebody a gift, a ticket to this would be a great gift that you can snag them. It's $45 per person, $36 if you're a diehard, or you can do group discounts on those type of things. We're renting out the entire driving range, so come hang out with Big Drive Energy, all of us, and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, drinks, contests, prizes, and so much more, and also We're going to be hosting a watch party for Suns versus Timberwolves that night as well. So check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And for our diehards, check the Discord for a special link where you can save 20% on the amazing event. We're going to turn things around real quick because we've got so many super chats talking about... Our guy, Landry Schammett. Chris, whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. Chris
3: said, Chris, thank you for your super chat. Like we're
2: all inclusive here. Um, one, two, oh, wow. one, two, three.
3: There you are. You're the lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, thank you for your super chat. Said, we were four points away. Four <laughs> points away. Gordon hit us with another super chat. Said, Shamit has graduated from Target to Nordstrom's Devin Booker, respectfully, of course. <laughs> and then Gordon also sent us another super chat. Gordon, thank you for both of those. We appreciate you. Said, Landry's been going off. I want him to get his flowers. Well, this is the time where we give Landry Shamet all the flowers 31 points tonight, you guys. If we would have gone to double overtime, we 100% would have hit their 35
1: <laughs> We were
3: texting Saul in the group chat late in the game, and he was like, y'all, I'm stressed.
2: He, <laughs> it. he was stressed. <laughs> Listen, I, I, the last game he hit the 31, like at the buzzer. So he had 28. He he was flirting with it, but he wasn't really flirting with it. So I felt this game. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) We're going to fuck around to go to overtime and I'm going to lose this bet. And it's going to be ugly. Um, again, like, I have people just hitting me up on Twitter all the time <laughs> as soon as he got to 15 and a half time. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I, I, good thing my phone was on airplane mode. So I didn't get to see a lot of stuff cause I was trying to charge it as fast as I could to be on this show. So uh, I didn't have to uh, subject myself to, to some of the the people that were really, really hoping this happens.
1: Hey, uh, I, I just feel bad because we got to see fantastic Landry Shamit now. And for the first time, we're gonna have a guy in concussion protocol, and we're gonna understand why, because <laughs> dude, dude's gonna to have to get that head checked after after taking that charge. So
0: yeah, that that sucks because now we've had back to back nights where he sets his career high and then ties it. They both came in losses, and this one came on Christmas, where the only thing that anybody's gonna remember is the dunk at the end. I feel for Landry Shamit, man. He was right there. And he was legitimately great tonight. Like, he's been playing really well lately. He was carrying their offense there for a couple of stretches. Hats off to him for hopefully turning a corner here.
2: He's the reason why they came back in overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, those back-to-back threes um, are what kind of catapulted the team forward and gave them that that little extra juice. Like, hey, we're not out of this yet. Um, Landry was fantastic. I, I can't mm-hmm. take that away from him. I, I feel like I, – I, hey, I will say this. I'm not as confident about the 35 anymore as I once was because now that's twice this week that he dropped 31 points. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like stop stop playing around with my emotions, right? Uh like listen, if he if he broke 35, I'd be happy for him because I've been I've been his toughest critic, I think, out there. Um he played well tonight. The only problem is, again, like he's just not really a point guard. So uh, when they have to take Chris Paul out tonight, it did suffer, but he made up. He more than made up for it on the offensive side by shooting uh, the lights out. Really, he was fantastic, and and it just looks like he's a lot more comfortable um, out there of, of late than than I can ever recall. So it doesn't seem like he's forcing. It seems like he's got his little mojo back. So you know, stay at about thirty four or less, Landry. We good. We <laughs> good. We're
3: we're gonna. It's gonna happen. Okay. So there's a couple <laughs> things that are going on in the chat right now. Uh, first and foremost, Killer Rex sent us a super chat. Thank you for your super chat. Said, Sham God for SGA while his stock is higher than ever. Uh, but then Code says, I think the bet should live on even if he gets traded. So, oh, no. No. so no. Come on. No,
1: I'm fucked no. I'm not sure the bet's going to live on even with him on this team as he keeps scoring 30 points. I think Book was going to fight it out in this clause somehow to to get away with it. Okay, okay,
3: I got
2: another one. All, all I'm waiting for right now is I'm just holding on until Devin <laughs> Booker comes back. Once Devin <laughs> Booker comes back, I should be okay. Hey. But, oh, my gosh,
1: we're holding off for dear life right now. So sometime in February is what you're holding out for now.
3: <laughs> okay, how about this, Saul? Because Code hit this one, too. Imagine Shammott getting traded and dropping 35 his first game back against Phoenix. What <laughs> if he gets traded and the bet only lives on while he plays the Suns?
2: L- uh, l- listen here Lindsay. L- here, Lindsay. Here, l- Lindsay. I,
3: I help, need this. Help. I let need me, this. This is feeding my soul.
2: Let me help you out, okay? Landry fucking Shamit has to do it in a Suns jersey, or it doesn't count. And if we continue to push, I'll nix it all.
1: See, <laughs> I told you you'd find a way to try to get out of it. I'm not
2: if, gonna, if, I'm not. I 35 points as a Phoenix Sun. That's but,
1: it. That's
2: fine. We can
3: go with that. But if you back out of the Innocence jersey, I'm going to give you shit for the rest of your life. (laughs) I won't back
2: out of it. I won't back out of it. I promise you I won't back out of
3: it. Okay, deal.
0: I'm not a punk like some other people. Right. Well, he can't because he already expertly expertly navigated his way from 30 points to 35. If it was 30, he'd be leaving January looking more tatted than Machine (laughs) Gun Kelly. (laughs) I'm
3: not getting a tattoo,
1: Gerald. I said that.
3: (laughs) He did say Mas- no tattoos. Hey, we're, Masab we're okay. in, the, in
1: the chat says it right. Nah, ain't no plea deals. The deal is set, Bookman.
3: <laughs> no,
2: that's Lindsay trying to plea deal with me. What are you talking about?
3: To trying fair, to get her way. It it. Just
2: because we all know Landry Sheff, That's the other thing, right? I just either got to make it to Devin Booker or I got to make it to the trade deadline. One <laughs> of those two has got to happen.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you know what? Landry brought us so much joy tonight it was so much fun to watch him ball out out there I feel bad for him because he's going to be on a highlight reel for a few months probably the whole season a
2: few years for life life. they're going to show that on the jumbotron every time we we go back to Denver you know what's going to happen you're going to
1: search the best he could you're gonna search poster dunk on YouTube. That's gonna be the first ten videos to come up for the next decade. Let's be uh, let's be honest.
3: This is fair, but I feel bad for him because he did have a really really good night, and we're not giving him this award just because of the situation yeah. at the end of Bat- this game. We're giving seen him this award. Actually,
2: get baptized on
1: the court. He got baptized.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: no.
1: Oh. Brandon Knight oh, is is writing a, a thank you note that he no longer is the guy that they're going to default to when when they go, man whose soul was snatched from no, his body on a dunk.
2: No, no, I, I'm never going to give it off of that one. That was yeah. way grosser <laughs> than this one, but pretty good, pretty good, Aaron Gordon.
3: I mean, it's just, it's so, man, I feel so bad for him. Like Golden Boy is saying, you know, Shamit the only one without ego and with the balls to step in and help the team to win and all here are poking fun of him. We're not making fun of the situation that happened to Landry. Like what Landry tried to do was probably the best move that he could have done in that situation for his team. What we're poking fun of is the entirety of that situation. The officials looking at it again, just the way that it all went down. Like, And everyone, anytime you get posterized, regardless, even if it gets called off, it, this happens like people are going to talk about it forever. It is what it is. Also, it's the, the choice of making that decision.
2: Also, part of this, this pod itself is about reacting the same way anybody else would react. And if you've ever been to the gym and saw somebody get dunked on, even if it's your own teammate, you're still going to give them shit. Like that's just how it is. Like that's basketball <laughs> culture. I mean, she, Listen, Shim had a phenomenal game and he got baptized. The two can, can occur at the right. same
1: time. It's fine. Can we have a conversation about this? People act like this is this is some oh, you know, he's not a man. He got his soul taken like I was joking, but I don't think there's anything more manly than what he decided to do in that moment. He could have went business decision turned and let Aaron Gordon dunk and instead he went, "You know what?" I'm going to step in front of this freight train full well knowing what is likely going to happen and an attempt to try to make my team still have a shot here.
2: I don't know if he real, really realized until Aaron Gordon jumped from where he jumped, what he was about to get into. Yeah, oh, but when it's he,
3: Aaron Gordon. Everyone knows what he's capable of. He I know it's, multiple it's, dunks it's, earlier in the game.
2: It's different in the moment. It was like as soon as he realized, he was like, oh, shit. <laughs>
1: go, go back and watch. When he sets, he's already crotch, to, eye to crotch level with Aaron Gordon there as Gordon's already taken off. He's just like he knew what he was in for, and he still was like, you know what? All right, sure. let's do this.
0: I, I respect him. He looked death in the face today. Yeah. He did. He <laughs> and did. he only it, flinched a little bit.
2: And what made it worse was the fact that Aaron Gordon fell on top of him afterwards. Yeah, was that like, oh like a hurt.
3: That, that's the part that I'm a little bit concerned about. Because yeah. his, Aaron, his, Gordon's whole ass hip fell on Landry Shamit's like, face. Yeah. And he's not a small man by any means. Like That had to have hurt. Like legitimately, that had to have hurt.
2: He did it for the cause, but the cause yeah. was was okay. not the right one.
1: <laughs> look, look uh, uh, you know, Jesus was born on December twenty fifth, and Landry Shamit died for Sons Van's sins on the <laughs> oh same day. All right. Oh
3: man. <laughs> okay, oh that one went too far. <laughs>
2: oh.
3: Okay, so back to Landry Shamit. We're going to name him our DraftKings, King of the Game. Landry Shamit balled out tonight. He finished with 31 points. He was 10 of 20 from the field, 7 of 17 from deep. He also had six assists in there and two rebounds. So congratulations to Landry Shamit for being tonight's King of the Game. And also, if you guys have not yet downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure you do that. It makes Sports, so much more fun when you got a little money on the line. And if you sign up with the code PHNX, you can place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code PHNX, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, we're talking about games. The Suns are on a really pretty long road trip here coming up. But our friends over at the Game Time app, when they come back into town, they got you hooked up and ready to go to get tickets for Suns games.
2: Wait, uh, you can use the Game Time app anywhere. It doesn't I mean, have I- to be just for home games. So if you're on the road, uh, this is
3: true. We do the have Sons a lot are of to town. Let's go. We do have a lot of uh, listeners who are all over the country and the world. So you can use the Game Time app if one of the cities that the Suns are headed to over the next week or so are a city that you are close to or live in. It's amazing because you can save up to 60% when you buy your tickets last minute. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. It's super easy. The, The link is literally podcast, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch our show, you can find the link in the description of that. So make sure you check it out if you are looking for tickets to any upcoming sporting events or concerts because it's also great for concerts as well.
1: Okay, so I just realized something, guys, real quick. I think my ugly Christmas sweater predicted what we were going to see tonight. Oh, Look no. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's Santa posterizing a reindeer uh, with an elf falling over. And I feel like that's exactly what we uh, saw with Landry tonight. It's so- Santa oh, Gordon. My
0: God.
3: <laughs> okay, but Loki, that's a really great Christmas sweater. It it's a very cool Christmas sweater. That's a solid sweater. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Okay, so we kind of tiptoed around this and joked about it a little bit. But Devin Booker, obviously leaving the game early uh, tonight and not returning due to what they said was re-injuring or having difficulties with that groin injury that he's been dealing with. Scale of 1 to 10, concern level? Uh,
1: 11.
2: 3? <laughs> 3? Okay. Uh, three. Three. Three? Yeah, I'm not concerned. Why? I think he got excited about trying to play against the Denver Nuggets on Christmas night. He wanted to play and that's a big thing for NBA players apparently. I didn't realize that that was as big a deal as it as it ended up being today hearing some of the other games and how how prideful a lot of players were to play on Christmas Day. So, I think he just forced his way to come back and he just wasn't ready. So, now the training staff would be like, "Yeah, I think we'll make the next call. You just chill."
0: I mean, I hope so, but they were saying he was limping on the bench and you saw his reaction in the first quarter. He did not look like a happy camper. He was in his warm ups or street clothes, or whatever you want to call it, by that point. And, like, look, the Suns have lost nine of their last 13 games now. Like, I'm not saying they're free falling by any means, but without Devin Booker, I think they have one win out of five or six games this season. Like, it has not gone well for them when he's been out there. I'm, if he re aggravated it, we got clarification. It's his left groin now instead of just groin soreness, but like if he's out for a couple of weeks this team is flirting with play in territory real quick
1: cue the tom petty free falling is happening right now and if devin booker's out for any specific or any significant amount of time this is trouble we've seen what this team looks like without devin booker and on most evenings it's not pretty tonight was the first time that they showed heart hustle and and determination to keep in it without devin booker uh, for significant time, I think it was one other game that he's been out this year that they did that. Otherwise, this team looks lost and confused uh, when uh, when Devin Booker isn't there. If he's out for more than two games, this is trouble.
2: I, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this season without him, but I will say this like, listen, you, these other players have got to step up somehow, some way. And if it has to be without Devin Booker for them to get their legs under him and understand, like, the what they can bring, or what, more importantly, what they cannot bring to the table, then I'm okay with taking a few L's um, in, in his absence to figure out, you know, let, let let the offense, like tonight, run through DA and and run through Mikhail every now and then and see what they got. Um, uh, and, you know, maybe they'll get calloused up enough to where they, they can start to respond in those situations down the road, and the whole team will be better for it. But we've long said this team was... Only going to go as far as Mikael, Cam, and, and D.A. Uh, can take them. Right now, we're starting to see that, that that isn't very far at all. And those two are going to have to step up in Cam's absence and Devin Booker's absence. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. We might end up being in the play-in or maybe the five or six seed. I'm okay with that if that means that we are better uh, all around when, once we hit the playoffs than we are right now.
0: Yeah, I think there's validity to that argument that this kind of trial by fire can help some of those guys expand their games a little bit or at least get outside their comfort zone so that when Booker, when Cam Johnson come back, they're more comfortable in roles that they're more familiar with again. Um, And if this team is fully healthy come playoff time, like we saw it at the beginning of the season, that five-man lineup is still really good, and hopefully some of these bench guys will – carry some of the confidence they've gained over these last couple weeks with them. But for the time being, like this is probably their toughest stretch of the season. They haven't been playing well recently. They showed a lot of fight tonight, which was great. I think they took Monty Williams's challenge the other night to heart, but they still, it still wasn't enough. They have too many third options on this team and not enough guys that are going to take that mantle. So I'm a little concerned for the short term, long term, just as long as it's not anything season ending or, you know, months at a time they'll, I think they'll still be okay. Long-term.
1: Can somebody go wake up James Jones because uh, this team <laughs> needs something. I mean, I don't care if it's signing a guy uh, here, you know, just to, to give an extra body uh, making a trade because there, there's something uh, that you're finally interested in, but, I'm sick of the uh, the lack of uh, movement here in general. Uh, you know, we were told, oh, wait till the off season, last trade deadline. Then, oh, wait, wait till December 15th. Uh, you know, now it'll be wait till January 15th. And then I'm going to be told to wait till the trade deadline. And when nothing significant happens, then I'm going to be told to wait till the off season again. Well, guess what? I'm done waiting. <laughs> Help your team. They're flatlining in some ways right now
3: uh trevor sent us a super chat trevor thank you for that said Suns pulled a cards they thought it was best to run it back with the same players without getting much help that they needed these younger teams are faster and we've been talking about that uh, all this whole entire season we've been Mm -hmm. talking about that to the point where it is almost like sickening to have to continue to talk about it but yeah you're absolutely right like Somebody else in the chat earlier was like, I never want to hear the words internal development ever again. Like Hmm. we're kind of, we're at the point where we're like, we tried that and we're cool with continuing to go down that route. If it's in addition to making moves, like we can be, we can internally develop and we can also externally develop as well. Like you could do both.
0: Yeah.
2: You don't have to pick one or the other. Listen, I, I I think we're getting a taste of what the rest of the NBA or some of the other power teams in the NBA had have, have had to go through the last couple of years. I, I knew it was going to come at some point. Like mm-hmm. I knew we were going to be we were going to be without a star or two, you know, somewhere. Um, and now we're here, and you know, and not only the players have got to readjust and figure out what what life is going to look like without Devin Booker for the foreseeable future. Um, obviously we don't know how long that foreseeable future is, but At the same time, hey, suck it up. Here we go. You got to play higher. You got to play harder. You got to play longer. Like, that's just how it is. And, you know, and us as a fan base, guess what? We have to adjust too. And we have to... You know, we we have to realize that like this isn't the this isn't the 2021 Suns. It isn't the 64 win team Suns. This is a completely different team. They've taken a step back clearly right now, and they've got to make some moves. And I know James Jones has has been the topic of of some of that discern, and that's that's fine. And he's got to step his game up as well and try to help his team. But right now, they're going to go through it, and they're going to go through it for a little bit because I don't see a trade coming anytime soon.
1: Well, he better figure shit out because. Uh, Like I said on one of our uh, fast takes the other day, that clock is ticking metaphorically and literally because Matt Ishbia uh, is a new guy coming in here uh, with a ton of money. These guys don't want to sit there and let guys that they didn't select make the decisions and try to pull Pull the strings if they're not showing uh, progress and ability to do so. So I think he, I think he has to prove something between now and the trade deadline, uh, to to make sure that that seat isn't isn't extremely hot for him.
0: Yeah, you 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 hope that's the case. And and for me, the frustration comes from we haven't been able to fully evaluate this team for more than snapshots at a time. Mm -hmm. Like, we got the first handful of games. Cam Johnson was even injured for a couple of those. Chris Paul goes down for 15 games or whatever it was. Cam Johnson, out. Landry Shamit out. DA, out. Campaign, out. Devin Booker, out. Like, we're getting these little glimpses of what individual guys can do in different roles. Like, Torrey Craig starting, he's been good. Damian Lee, we know he's never going to miss a fourth quarter three-pointer ever in his life. But, like, we don't know what a Suns playoff rotation right now would even look like if they had all their guys because it's just one after another of having somebody fill in to a role that they're not really going to be in when you're at full strength for the playoffs or what like it's just a constant shuffling and improvising and that's what's the frustrating part for me is you're getting glimpses of what guys can and can't do but you need to also put them in rotations that they're comfortable with and that they're used to playing with come playoff time otherwise like a lot of these rotations that we're going to see Are of guys that didn't really spend that much time together because they were playing up or they were playing out of their comfort zone or whatever. So that's the rough part for me. I just want to see this team get healthy and have a better idea of what guys' actual roles are gonna be.
3: Yeah, we got a couple more super chats from Gordon. Gordon, thank you for all your super chats tonight. We (laughs) really appreciate them. They said full health cam J is God mode, though. And to your point, Gerald, like. If we had Cam Johnson on this team, I'm not saying he's the difference maker or he is the number two or anything of that, Um, but it does make a difference when you have all the players that you intended to have at the exact same time, playing in their right spots, in the right rotations, and all that kind of stuff. It does make a difference. I'm not saying that's an excuse because this team, in theory, especially coming off the season we had last year, and if James Jones truly thought that this was a team that was capable of winning a championship, then in theory, they should be able to sustain themselves despite these injuries. But we're seeing that that's being a lot harder to accomplish than maybe what they thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, look, and it's
3: a ton of injuries like we've had to deal with. It's, it's unfortunate for sure.
1: Yeah. But look, if championships were won on paper, we'd have 10 banners uh, in the footprint center. Like that, that's the thing here. I get, I get the hypotheticals and what would this team be if, they weren't injured or, or this or that, but the reality is they are. The reality is Chris Paul does not look right, uh, and and now you're sitting here and you got to figure out how to pick up the pieces now and what your future plan is because uh, if this isn't an all-in season and try to make major moves or try to win now, what are you doing to set yourself up for success this off season and into next season uh, over the next you know forty-five days? Before the deadline as well, because you're still facing a cap situation that is not great going into next year. And you have these expiring contracts that need to, if they're not going to help you win this year, bringing guys that you can go over the luxury tax for and set you up for success next year. So there's a lot on the line here over the next few months beyond are they a first round exit this year or can they win a title? The future is, is on the line a bit too.
3: Well, I guess we shall see. We have one last super chat from Gordon. Thanks again, Gordon. Uh, Saul, this one's for you. Sham got about to drop 36 next game. Saul knows. <laughs> Saul knows. You better watch out, Saul
0: i don't know who
2: sham god is so i will not
0: uh acknowledge their presence oh man come on he almost gave us the best christmas gift of all time today oh (laughs) no
1: he kind of did still i mean that is that's that's a moment we're not gonna forget it least not i wasn't talking
3: about that well i wasn't talking about that either i was talking about just like he was a big part of an enjoyable basketball game yes like he was he did give us a good christmas as far as like being a spark on this team that gave us good basketball to watch tonight, which is more than we could say about Friday night, right? This
1: is true. Where where do you guys sit? Like I'm at a point where I'm almost willing to sacrifice next game, have them lose by 25, but have Shamet score 36 and go. You know what? Overall, the whole the whole scheme of things, that's a win. I'll Take oh, yeah. it. <laughs>
3: I would be like that little kid on Christmas who's opening all her gifts, and then she's like, hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> I'll take an L if we get 35 points from Shamit. And yeah, we,
2: we, we Except did. for in the
3: playoffs. In the regular season, yes. In the playoffs, I, I don't know. That'd be a tough one.
2: Yeah,
3: That'd be a tough one.
2: Yeah, it right. would suck if we got eliminated in the playoffs and Sham- Shamit had 35 in the closeout game. Oh, yeah. oh my god.
3: That would be. That it'd, would
2: be,
0: be a, it'd be a bad luck for us to be celebrating on set as right, the
3: get right? like so you know conflicted what? in the worst possible way.
1: Have we not learned anything that we just simply need to accept joy when it comes in whatever form it comes? Right. I mean, that's we, sad. Did, we
2: did. We did. The, we did say that about a million times last year, and now look at us. Yeah. We're we're in the middle of the the throes of the season, and uh, you know, yeah. I think everything's going to be fine. I really do. I'm more concerned about how they're going to play against Memphis. Um, I want to see. I want to see them play with this kind of energy and this kind of execution against Memphis, and then I'll feel better about where they're at. If they go against Memphis and get mollywopped just like they did the other day, yeah, straight panic mode.
3: Yeah, yeah, it'll be concerning. But fingers crossed, we don't have to deal with that. Fingers crossed everything will go well. We'll get booked back. We'll get more players on the Suns team back and things will start to turn around and we'll see more energy, more grit, more fight from these guys. Whoever is available to play will come with the right mindset of that. They need to be playing hard, strong Suns basketball and they can't take nights off. Like maybe they were able to do last year and they actually have to put their heads down and get to work. So, Fingers crossed. That's what we'll see over this uh, upcoming road trip. I know at one point in time, the Suns were pretty decent on the road. I know that was more specific to Devin Booker, but maybe the rest of the team can get a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and uh, find a little bit of grit here in the near future. Somebody asked, I think it was Omar or Manny asked, um, how's my hamstring? Uh, I was not out because of a hamstring, unfortunately. I wish I was. I feel like it would have been a lot easier. I was in health and safety protocols, but I can tell you my hamstrings – feeling great. You know why? Because this couch it's from more furniture oh, and more furniture is so Jesus comfortable. Christ. I sat on this couch for two <laughs> weeks straight, basically is what it felt like. Did somebody like even ask
2: about your hamstring for yeah, real? No, it did for, real. for real,
3: for real, somebody did. I'm not going to make that up.
2: <laughs> I thought you did just so you could no. have a fucking transition.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't make that up. That for was real like, is the question. damn,
2: Lizzie's going hard on these transitions. <laughs> Coming up fabricating stories in the chat and whatnot i don't okay. lie Saul.
3: i'm not <laughs> lying more <laughs> furniture is fantastic i'm just saying i'm just one of the people to know how great it is if you get stuck at home for nine or ten days you're gonna want to have some comfortable furniture from more furniture even if you're not stuck at home you should still have some really comfortable furniture in your house because treat yourself head on over to morefurniture.com right now to check out all of the great stuff they have to offer Uh, So I promise I'm not living in fantasy land. I just like to hang out on the underdog fantasy app. There's a big difference. I'm not making okay. things up. There's a big difference,
1: I'm telling you. <laughs> when I do this, you guys act like I'm the worst human being on the face of the planet. Oh. She does not You act like little school Espo. children. That's why I literally <laughs> just called her out
2: because I thought she made up a whole fucking fabricated story. What else do you want me to do for you, buddy?
3: Jesus. Like, I, mean I think
2: that's your... pretty much going at her as much as I
1: possibly can. Janet's in here thumping his chest like wanting to give her a fist bump. Like, yeah, I do it He's like, you are the dumbest human being I've ever heard. Read an ad ever. Uh, I, I, we are a bummer for having heard what you had to say. I award you no points, sir. Give her I, a, Give her we, a break. Must, we
2: must be watching two different shows, because I did not see Gerald do that. <laughs>
3: oh my goodness okay so anyway the underdog fantasy app is super fun like it's a great place it's the best way to combine fantasy sports and winning a lot of money you can do uh you can play on the underdog fantasy app by yourself you can play on the underdog fantasy app with your friends uh espo had well at phnx we have an underdog fantasy show that will help you kind of Get your feet wet or into the app if you're new to the game. Espo's been on it quite a few times. It's a really informative and a super fun show. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. And right now, on the Underdog Fantasy app or underdogfantasy.com, if you go and you sign up with promo code PHNux, Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So make sure you're taking advantage of that free money that they want to give you to get started having some fun on the underdog fantasy app. How many times can I say underdog fantasy app in one minute?
0: Oh, it was
3: we can, that we, was go higher, we could go higher. We could go
2: lower. I, we could put the
3: money with the higher I or wish, lower.
2: I wish you would have done it in 30 seconds. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you derailed it. It wasn't my fault.
1: <laughs> oh, I got something to show you guys.
3: Oh, what? Oh, oh Quick, let's nice. end it while
1: he's gone. <laughs>
3: it's so bad right now because you guys made me laugh thankfully i have a mute button right now because when i'm laughing like i still have a little bit and it makes me cough
1: by the way people at, you need to hear people in the chat asking if there's much uh, media uh, availability or quotes from the suns looks like they got out pretty quick Dwayne rankin did have one from chris paula uh, talking about his free throws. Chris said, quote, if I make free throws, we win this game. It's just that simple. And I think that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. well. All
3: right, Saul, what you got for us? What are you going to, what are you going to show
2: us? Uh, so this is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I, I think uh, one of our favorite people, uh, one of our diehards, I actually made one of these for each and every one of our shows um, and I was able to uh, get my hands on it. This is actually us.
3: What? Oh what? wow!
2: Uh, let me pull it that way. There you go. <laughs> oh, Isn't that that's cool? cool. That is, that's uh, awesome. Chris, gonna... uh, Chris got these made for us. Uh, and yes, uh, Lindsay, there is an alternate version of this that has the beanie on for you and my wow. hat on. Oh! Yeah.
1: Is How my cool beard is on in an alternate edition too? Or amazing. <laughs> No, I don't know. She must have given her a photo of what you shaved. No beard. I look a lot like Peter Griffin. I'm just going to say it.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. This is true. But shout out to Chris Melton. Die hard for life. I love her so much. She did these. Uh, A friend of her did these and she did. She uh, gave these to us for our Christmas gift for the office. So we're going to hang these
1: all over the office. That's awesome. Chris, you rock. Thank you. That's so fun. I
3: can't wait to see that. Also, guys, guess what? What? Christmas came early this year. I didn't get to um, enjoy it. So I'm gonna have to wait a little bit longer. But Saul got me a stool for the studio, for my feet. (laughs) They're not going to hang off the chairs anymore, you guys. This is like the greatest news ever. I'm so excited.
1: We actually returned it since you weren't around.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You better not have. I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. We hope you had a very happy holiday. Thank you for spending your evening slash early morning here with us after the game. We're going to take Monday off to recover from all the Christmas fun and shenanigans, but we will be back on Tuesday with a pregame and a postgame show for you. So plan to come join us uh, for that. Until next time, be excellent to each other. And there's one last thing I did want to read from the chat. Regina said, hey, everybody, my son Chris watches your channel all the time. He's a huge Suns fan. He's 23. He has stage four cancer. Please pray for my son, Chris. So, Regina, thank you for sharing that message. We send you all the well wishes and health in the new year for your son Chris. And we'll keep him in our thoughts and prayers. So we see you guys on Tuesday. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay az. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: Hey, we started this show on Christmas and we're ending it on Boxing Day. Do we get overtime for this? Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>